Uh, so last week we talked about being driven by vision, and we realized that vision is what keeps us going when life becomes hard or when hard becomes impossible. Vision is what drives us to do what God is calling us to do. Vision is what drives us to become what God has called us to become. And today we're gonna talk a little bit about the vision of CBCB. And when we get into how we're executing that vision, it gets a little bit complicated, but the vision is pretty simple. It's reaching, teaching, and helping people in Jesus' name. Uh, Matthew 28, Jesus gave us some pretty specific marching instructions, pretty clear. He said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's reaching going, giving, doing, getting outside the walls of the church and reaching the world around us with the gospel and with the love of Jesus. That's, that's reaching. In verse 20, he goes on to say, teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I have given you. That's teaching. As a Bible church, we wanna make sure that we are teaching people the power and the truth of God's word. And then helping people, of course, is modeled all through the Bible and specifically by Jesus and it's taught. Helping people is taught all through the Bible and especially one of the most famous places is Matthew 25. And this is Jesus talking about judgment. Look what he says. Then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me, and I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? And when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And King Jesus will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So providing food and water to our neighbors, providing clothes for our brothers and sisters in need, caring for the sick and the hurting, and ministering to the oppressed and the imprisoned, we call that helping. And so our vision as a church is reaching, teaching, and helping people in Jesus' name. How many have heard that somewhere around here before, on a sweatshirt, on a coffee mug, on a bumper sticker, every single week that I talk? We talk about that a lot. Have you ever wondered why it's in that order, reaching, teaching, and helping? You ever wonder, does anybody know why it's not helping, teaching, and reaching? We say reaching, teaching, and helping. You wanna know why? Does anybody know why? I'll tell you why. It sounds cool. That's it. So today, I want to update you on a little bit about how our efforts are going with reaching and teaching and helping people in Jesus' name. Because maybe you're new to CBCB and you don't know much about kind of what we're up to as a church. Or maybe you've been around CBCB for a while and you've given and you've prayed and you've participated in our ministries and you're just, you know, kind of like to know how we're doing and how things are going. And if CBCB is your church or if CBCB might become your church or specifically if you're a member and you're working with us to accomplish and fulfill these visions, then I thought you just might like an update. So that's what today is gonna be. The vision is to reach and teach and help people in Jesus' name. And right now, we're doing that mostly through three platforms. We're doing it in person, we're doing it online, 
and we're doing it through outreach. So we're reaching, teaching, and helping people in Jesus' name, and those are kind of our three ways that we do it, in person, online, and through outreach. Now, in person is the most obvious, traditional, visible way. How many of you are at church in person right now? Just quick show of hands. It's all of you. Uh, and so that, that's an important thing, uh, going to church and the ministries that we have in our kids' ministry and our youth ministry and worshiping together and hearing the word together and praying together. It's an important thing. In fact, Hebrews 10.25 says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. Let me ask you a question. That's God's instructions to us, right? Don't miss church, right? Is that for God's benefit or our benefit? It's for our benefit. God's fine, right? You go to the lake next week instead of coming to church. Let me tell you a little secret. God's fine, okay? You stay home and watch football instead of going to church. God is fine, but he's given us this instruction for us because he knows how we're wired because he did the wiring, right? He knows what we need. He created us, and he knows that we, it's in us, man. We need each other, we need fellowship. We need to worship together and pray together and grow together and learn together and serve together and eat together in person. One of God's greatest gifts to the church is us. One of God's greatest gifts to the church is each other. And I wanna tell you, I think one of the ways that Satan really leveraged COVID for evil was to attack the in-person ministry of the church. COVID made it hard for us to gather together as a big group. COVID made it hard for us to gather together even in small groups. But God has been faithful and you have been very faithful. And so just a little update. Um, before COVID, our average weekend attendance was about 700. Um, right now we're averaging between 550 and 600. So we're really pretty close to being back to where we were before COVID as far as people coming to church in person. Um, Easter seemed like kind of a turning point for us and people coming, how many of you are there for Easter at the stadium? Yeah, hold on, yeah, it even gets a woo, right? And that's, that says it all right there. Uh, so Easter was awesome. I think Easter was kind of a lot of people's first taste of worshiping together in a long time and I think it kind of reminded us why we need to not neglect the meeting of ourselves together. So yeah, in person, our attendance is coming back fast. Um, we have lots of new families here. Um, we're already running into some of our space issues that we were struggling with kind of before COVID, so that's a fun problem. Um, our life groups are back to meeting together in person now. We still have some groups that are meeting on Zoom, but we have a whole lot of groups that are now meeting together in person. We have some new groups that are gonna start this summer that I'm really excited about. Um, our kids ministry and inside out ministry uh, here at the church is just going phenomenally well. I think we had 140 kids or something like that in church last weekend, so that's super, super exciting. Um, this year I think we have uh, in services baptized about 23 people, um, all of them in person. Uh, we haven't figured out virtual baptism yet, but. Our technology people are working on that, yeah. So we are reaching, teaching, and helping people in Jesus' name in person. And we're also doing it online. And this is like a whole new deal here, man. We're reaching people and teaching people and helping people online. And God has really blessed us with some people to help us with that, that have some know-how and have some expertise. And more than that, some people that just have some passion and are willing to just learn and dig in and figure out how to do stuff. And the Bible says that we should know those who labor among us. We should respect and honor the people that are doing the work. So I'm gonna show you pictures of a couple of guys. I hope I have them up there. 
That's TJ Bartlett and Ben Vela. So TJ, yeah, you can clap for them. And a lot of you are just clapping because you think they're pretty. You don't even know what they do. You're just clapping. Uh, so TJ is in charge of our communications and Ben is in charge of our media stuff. And so these guys, now you can whoop. So those are the guys that are kind of making the online stuff happen. Um, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I don't know, 14 months ago, right before all the COVID stuff happened, I was having lunch with another pastor, uh, the pastor from the church down the street, Church Unlimited, um, Nate. And so Nate says to me at lunch, hey, I've noticed you guys don't stream your services. What's up with that? Why are you not streaming your services? And I said, we will never stream our services. I'll tell you that right now. Because I'm not gonna encourage people to stay home. I'm not gonna do that. We'll never, never stream services. We will never stream our services. And he's like, okay, you know, got it. And then that was on a Thursday. Some stuff happened. Monday, I had a meeting with our communications and media people and said, guys, we need to figure out how to stream services because it's happening this weekend. And so that's, yeah, online services, I mean, I see now, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing tool to reach more people and teach more people. Um, since Easter, our online engagement is kind of trending down a little bit as some of those people are converting and coming to church in person now. But even still, we're averaging about 642 people a week that are joining us online. And even in June, when a lot of people have now come back to church in person, we're averaging about 550 people a week online. And so we've had people attend CBCB from every state in the United States except Vermont <laughs> and Washington, D.C. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so follow me on this. Before COVID, we had about 700 people a week coming to church in person and like 30 people a week watching the sermons online. So it's a total of 730 people. And now about 600 people a week in person and about 550 a week online. So thank you, COVID. Um, we have now gone from a reach of about 730 people a week to about 1,150 people a week. That's 420 people a week. So during the year of COVID, we experienced 58% church growth. So suck on that, Satan. Right? What you intended for evil, God has used for good. So now we see, I see, that online church is an amazing tool. And we're looking at even other ways to leverage that, like what would it look like to do home churches with our online church? What would it look like to take it to nursing homes? What would it look like to use it in prisons? There's, a, I don't know what all God is gonna do through online church. So the most obvious, the most traditional way that we're reaching, teaching, and helping is obviously in person, but another really effective way uh, that we're reaching and teaching, helping people is online. And then the way that's probably least visible to most of us that we don't see and we don't talk about all the time is how we're reaching people and teaching people and helping people through outreach. And so we're gonna spend some time on this today. Um, outreach is super important. Um, we figured out kind of a long time ago that one of the most effective ways that we could do outreach, the most, one of some of the most effective ways that we could get outside the church and go into the world like Jesus told us to do is to partner with ministries that are already effective. So as an example, when we decided we wanted to do something about drilling water wells in Africa, 
I didn't gather up a bunch of men from CBCB with shovels and send them over to Africa, right? Instead, we started partnering with a ministry that's over there now drilling water wells. We didn't start a food pantry in Bolverde. We're partnering with a food pantry in Bolverde. Um, we didn't try to solve hunger and water and education and evangelism problems in Kenya. We didn't try to solve sex trafficking problems in the United States. We didn't try to solve the foster care problems in Texas. We found partners that are doing it and we started teaming up with them. And if you wanna know about some of those partners, there's a couple of ways you can do that. When you walk out of here today, if you turn left, on the wall in the lobby, there's some signs. I think we got a picture of them. That's what they look like. And you can just look, that's like a list of some of the ministries that we're partnering with. And we need to update that because we've added some and some have changed their names. Um, but also, if you want, um, there's, we were updating it all the time. In fact, we're updating it right now. But you can go to our webpage. If you go to mycbcb.com slash outreach. Oh, and if you type it in, let me show you what you'll get. If you type it in wrong, like I put in puttreach the other day. Let me show you what I got. There's cbc.com puttreach. Yeah, you get that. So don't go there. <laughs> don't go to puttreach. You gotta put in outreach. And when you put in outreach, you get a whole different thing. Uh, that's, I've got fat fingers, I'm not a good typer. Okay, so outreach, now here what you'll see is like a list of some of these ministries that we partner with, and some of them have video, like here's a video about Ransom Life, one of our partner ministries, and then you can just kind of page down, and on some of these you'll have like information drop downs, or what their ministry is all about, and what they do, and how it works, and an explanation of what that ministry is all about, and how we're partnering with them. Like I said, some of them have videos, and some of them just have information, but if you go to the website, mycbcb.com, outreach, you can see a lot about what we're doing with outreach partners. And there's several different ways. When I say we partner with these people, there's a few different ways that we do it. Um, a couple of people, and we partner with them by letting them use our building. Um, there are about 125 people right now that are overcoming the effects of addiction through AA and Al-Anon at this church. We didn't invent AA. We didn't invent Al-Anon. We're letting them use our building. That's how we're partnering with them. So one way we partner with people is letting them use this facility. Um, another way is by sending volunteers. We send a lot of our volunteers from CBCB out to minister in these different uh, ministries that we partner with. So a good example, Camp Agape. Um, I'll tell you about Camp Agape real fast. So Camp Agape is a really cool ministry. I'll tell you what it is, and you'll kind of think through what it is. It's a Christian grief camp for children. So this is a place for kids like seven to 12 who have lost a parent or a brother or a sister or somebody really close to them to go and receive some healing and some ministry and to be introduced to Jesus and, and to know that he cares about what they're going through. It's a really amazing ministry uh, started by Kim Turk, who's actually a CBCB member. It's a really awesome, awesome ministry. And this last week was Camp Agape. And so we sent several of our folks to Camp Agape. They were camp counselors there and worked with the kids there. We also support Camp Agape financially. So some of them, it's the building, some of it's the volunteer, some of it it's financial, some it's on multiple fronts. So one of our partners is uh, Children's Center, Los Niños, a lot of you have heard us throw those words around. That's a ministry out here in Comal County that is ministering to people that are struggling with poverty 
and financial stuff. And they came to us and asked if they could use our building. They wanted to do like a food distribution, a grocery distribution. Can we just use the building? And we said, yeah, you can use the building. And so they started using the building and then pretty soon our volunteers were like helping with some of the food. And then pretty soon our volunteers were actually passing out the food. And then some of our volunteers were going down and picking up the food. And then pretty soon some of our volunteers were the ones that were praying with the people. And then pretty soon we just took over the whole ministry. And so what's happening is this past school year, we were providing grocery for about 60 families every week. They would just drive up, they would be prayed for, they would be loved on, they would be, and, and then we'd stop, cheese, milk, meat, and then around the other side of the building we had clothes and car seats and toys and all kinds of stuff in the backyard for them. So that's a ministry that we partnered with in kind of a strange way because we not only support them financially, we not only let them use our building, we not only send them volunteers, but we actually kind of really, really dig in and, and, and kind of took over that ministry. So there's lots of ways that we partner with these different ministries. Um, Pastor Mike serves on the board of some of these ministries. I speak at some of their stuff. And so there's just lots of ways. A lot of it's financial. A lot of these ministries have great ideas and great people and great needs and they just need some help with the finances. But I want you to see some of these ministries so that you can see how your church is really making a difference and really is reaching and teaching and helping people in Jesus' name through outreach ministry partnerships. So I'm fixing to, if you think I normally talk fast, wait till you see this. Um, I'm just going to go through a bunch of these and tell you a little bit about what some of our partner ministries are up, uh, up to. So Church Under the Bridge is a ministry in downtown San Antonio. Most of you know about Church Under the Bridge. They offer church services and food and clothes and support for impoverished people and homeless people in downtown San Antonio. So we support them financially. We also send teams down there to actually do the food distribution and actually do the clothes distribution and all that. We also give them sleeping bags every year. So last year we gave them 500 sleeping bags to pass out to to the homeless people in downtown San Antonio during the winter. I think we've given them a total of almost 4,000 sleeping bags over the last several years. Yeah, you clap for that. Uh, provisions is a local food pantry in Bulverde. There's more poverty in Bulverde than most of us realize. And there are people, even they're not poverty stricken, they're just struggling financially. And so a food pantry is a great idea out here. Provisions is a great food pantry. We partner with them financially. Um, here's a weird one, Aid the Silent. Some of you know about Aid the Silent. It's a ministry that provides support and hearing aids for the deaf and hard of hearing community, particularly children. A lot of kids that are hard of hearing or deaf can't afford or don't even know they have a problem, and so we kind of help them. In fact, a cool thing we did recently is our church sponsored a prom night for deaf and hard of hearing teenagers. So that's a cool thing that we've been involved with. Aid the Silent, uh, Emma, some of you know Emma Faye is just a really awesome uh, ministry. Uh, the Bible says that true religion in God's eyes is helping widows and orphans in their time of need. And so we're all over the thing with orphans, particularly helping kids in the foster care system. That's something that this church is pretty passionate about. We have lots lots of foster parents in this church. We have lots of adoptive parents in this church. We've even got a ministry to support our foster and adoptive uh, families in this church. And then we also partner with some other ministries that are doing a great job in that world. Um, families Especial and One Hope for Kids, those are two Christian foster and adopt agencies, and we partner with them in all kinds of ways, including financially. Um, CASA, a lot of you know what CASA is. CASA is Court-Appointed Special Advocates for Children. So this is going, a kid goes into the foster care system, and I'll just, I mean, it's an ugly world, right? So um, typically what happens is their parents are very well represented, and the state is very well represented, and the kids are not very well represented. There's a lot of people advocating for the state, and there's a lot of people advocating for mom or dad or aunts or uncles or foster care homes or whatever it is, and nobody's advocating specifically for the kid. 
And then if they do have somebody advocating for them, that person changes. Their CPS worker changes every weekend. They get a new attorney or they get a new counselor or they go to a new school or they have a new foster home all the time. There's no constancy in their life. There's nobody that just cares about what's best for them all the time. So a CASA is a court-appointed special advocate for that kid that's assigned to that kid that stays with them as they change foster homes and as they change counselors and as they get a new attorney and as they get a new uh, CPS worker. Their CASA stays with them. So CASA is an amazing ministry. A lot of our CBCB people are CASA people and that's awesome. Also, we support them financially in Comal County as as well as Bear County. Am I going fast enough for you? You should be up here, man. Spit is flying everywhere. Okay, um, SJRC is a foster care uh, group home in Bulverde, and so we do a lot with them. We provide them with mentors and events and support for the staff and support for the kids. We also did a mom mentoring program. Think about it now, this is a foster care system, right? We did a mom mentoring program for teenage moms that are in the foster care system themselves. So these are teenage girls that are in the foster care system that are pregnant or have babies, and so we did like a mom mentoring program with them. Um, So yeah, a lot to do with foster care and that world. Um, Also, one of our real passions is to fight against sex trafficking, and that's not a very pleasant uh, topic to discuss, but, you know, whether we discuss it or not, it's there. And whether we like to talk about it or not, it's there. And children... Children are being exploited in horrific ways. And not just in Bangladesh, okay? Not just in Pakistan, in Comal County. Kids that should be riding their bikes and watching cartoons and learning how to make armpit farts. Instead of doing that, those kids are snatched away and go through just a hell that most of us can't even picture So I'm gonna go too far down that road, but I'll just say this. Sex trafficking is real, and it is a horrible, horrible thing. And as horrible as it is, maybe because it's so horrible, we can't just look away. We have to fight against it. And we have to fight against the damage that it causes. And it's a hard one. And so we partner with a couple of really great ministries uh, in that world. Um, Ransomed Life is a really great ministry that works to rescue and redeem and restore sexually exploited children. That's what they do. They're really good at it, we partner with them. We don't create our own ministry for that, we partner with them. And then For Her is a really cool ministry for people uh, who didn't get rescued. How's that? It's it's for uh, women that are stuck in the sex industry just to teach them and show them that they're loved and that they have value. And then to leverage that to lead them out of that life and into a life of following Christ. In fact, our women's group, I think this next week is doing a little, uh, like a mission project for them and what they're doing is they're putting together little gift bags and they're writing little encouraging notes that will be distributed to women working in strip clubs. So yeah, that's a hard one and that's one that we're just not afraid to jump into. It's ugly and it's hard to look at but that doesn't mean that we don't just jump right into it. Amen? Uh, another weird thing I think that we do is we're helping some churches in San Antonio. Um, the competition. 
right? We're helping some churches in San Antonio that are just like in lower income areas. A lot of these churches are just like us. They're reaching, they're teaching, they're helping, they're doing everything in Jesus' name, they're doing great. And their people are faithful to tithe and give offerings and all that stuff, but just because of the income levels in those areas, it's just hard for those churches to stay afloat. And a lot of them are doing stuff that we don't even think about, the food distribution and job training and helping people get educated for better jobs. And so they're doing a lot of really, really important ministry, but it's hard to pay for all that. So instead of us launching a new church, oh, we planted a new church, we're just coming alongside some churches that are already planted that are having trouble making it, uh, making ends meet. So we got at least a, a couple of churches last year, our main zone were uh, Life Restored Church and Primera Iglesia Cristiana in San Antonio. So those are two really great churches that we've partnered with. Um, most of you know about Habitat for Humanity. You know what that is probably. That's um, a partnership with people, building homes for people that you, they're helping you. They're, they're involved in building the home and it's people that probably otherwise wouldn't ever be able to have a home. And so Habitat for Humanity, great ministry partner. Uh, Family Life Center is a cool ministry in New Braunfels that does virtually everything for people that are struggling in Comal County. So they have job leads, they have medical help and financial help and legal help. Um, they help with utilities and diapers and prescriptions, counseling, just all kinds of stuff with anybody in Comal County. So we partner with them. They're better at what they do than we could be. So why would we open up a store to compete with them? Instead, we just partner with them. Does that make sense? Go like this, go like this. Listen, here's a hint. Here's a hint. The more you go like this, the more we get through it, okay? Okay, since you understand it. Okay, so that's some of the ministries um, that we've partnered with, um, that we're working with now, um, mostly locally. Those are most of the local ones. Um, right now, though, we're also adding some new partners that we're, that we're gonna be working alongside. Um, do you guys remember Ryan Proudfoot? He spoke here a couple of weeks ago. Really tall, buff, good-looking, young preacher stud muffin. Some of you, you, you might not have noticed, you might have thought it was just me, but it wasn't. Uh, so Ryan is launching a church in downtown San Antonio. So again, he, he's, he's, this, is, this is what it is. We're planting a church. He's planting this church. We're gonna help them just financially. So you know what we did? We paid their rent for the first three months that they're up and running. So they're just gonna help them get that church up and going. Here's one you may not know about, the Woodson Center. Anybody know the Woodson Center? Um, Google them. It's a really, really cool ministry to low-income, high-risk neighborhoods to help them pull out of poverty and to help them pull out of crime and to help them be part of their own solution. And you, you should Google them and get more of this, but I love their mission statement. Transforming lives, schools, and troubled neighborhoods from the inside out by involving those who are suffering in the problem and empowering them to reach their full potential. So this is not us sending geniuses down there to consult with them, it's us going into these neighborhoods that are really, really struggling and saying, look, you people are smart people. You people are good people. You people can pull yourselves out. Let us support you, let us help you kind of rise up out of the poverty and rise up out of the crime and stuff. That's a really great one. Here's another one, uh, Fight the New Drug is a nonprofit educating people about how pornography affects the brain and the heart in the world. And just helping people that struggle with pornography find kind of a way out of that. Um, I will tell you this, porn is rampant in our country. Another great thing that Satan used COVID to do, I think, but porn is rampant in our country. It's rampant in our community and it is ruining lives and it is ruining marriages. And I'll tell you something else, porn is what drives prostitution, which is what drives human trafficking. How's that? So. <laughs> 
pleasant topic today, Larry. Um, aren't you glad, though, to be part of a church that doesn't look away from hard problems? Yeah. It's dark out there. Do you know that? It is dark out there, man. And we're called to be light in a dark, dark world. Oh, what a great segue. The next one. Um, so, I think you would agree raising kids in this world is hard, right? It is hard. And so, I'm really excited about a partnership we're starting now with Next Talk. Next Talk is an amazing ministry to parents and schools and churches and communities about, parents listen, how to talk to kids about impossible subjects like sexuality, sharing nude pictures, screen addiction, cyberbullying, pornography, transgender, cutting, and suicide. I mean, those are, I mean, honestly, when I was raising my kids, 99% of this doesn't even come up, right? But if you're raising a child right now, this is the world you're raising them in. And Next Talk is all about helping you figure out how to have conversations with your kids about these hard topics and how to bring Jesus into that conversation. Another one, that ministry was also started by a CBCB member, uh, Mandy Majors. So these are some of the ministries that we're partnering with um, locally and um, regionally. But CBCB is also working to reach and teach and help people around the world. So we support um, Sean and Jen Nuccio. Some of you have met them. They're uh, full-time missionaries. We're kind of their home church. They're in Mombasa, Kenya, and they work with street boys. Um, this is a thing in Mombasa that we don't have so much of here, of just young boys that have just been abandoned, and they're just running like just wild in the streets. And so they bring those kids in and care for them and teach them life skills. They actually live with them and they point him to Jesus. And Jen also started and runs a really amazing ministry called Imani Collective. And some of you are carrying those purses right now, but that ministry exists to empower and employ oppressed women uh, in Kenya and teach them about Jesus. Um, you probably know Compassion International. Everybody's heard of Compassion International. That's one of our partner ministries. They do a lot of stuff uh, around the world with kids that are living in poverty. Um, one, that's Operation Christmas Child. We do that every year. That's one of the things that they do. Charity Water is an amazing ministry that provides clean, they drill water wells. Um, they provide clean water, uh, water, safe drinking water. It's, it's like, it's impossible for us to even understand this. When we go to the stop and go, and we've got a choice of 40 different kinds of bottled water, but there are hundreds of millions of people that don't have water that's safe to drink, that don't have water that's safe to feed their kids or wash their dishes with or wash their hands with. And so Charity Water does a great job of going in, in Jesus' name, and drilling these water wells and distributing water. And time is an issue today. Uh, okay, let's skip a couple. Uh, World Vision. Uh, some of you remember a couple of years ago we partnered with World Vision to kind of adopt a community in Kenya called Mwala, and just not do it for them, but help them overcome poverty and help them overcome disease and overcome a lack of water and overcome the fact that there was no real Christian foundation there. And about 250 CBCB families are sponsoring children in that community. Um, I'm sponsoring a little boy named Vincent. In fact, I uh, emailed him this week. This is a reminder, if you have a child over there, stay in touch with your kid. Um, I sent him an email just this last week to ask him if he got his birthday present. He turned eight years old, and we got him a cow. What every eight-year-old boy wants, right, is a cow. Um, so it's been a really hard year in Kenya. 
But with our help, um, Walla is moving forward, and I have a little video update about this one. So this is kind of what's going on in Walla. Hello, sponsors. My name is Winfred. Welcome to Mwala. This year before COVID, World Vision works with the Minister of Health to give the warming and vitamin A supplementation to 3,767 children to promote their health. After Mwala community recovers from COVID, we are planning to complete construction and equipping of three boreholes to supply clean water to 630 households and reach out to 367 children in three schools with clean water. Hello sponsors, my name is Margaret Matheka, the project coordinator for Mwala Area Program. During this period, we have partnered with faith leaders to support in spiritual nature of children within their homes, to restore hope and also strengthen their faith during these times. Thank you for your continued support. Bye. Thank you, sponsors. So I love what World Vision is doing. It's fun for us. You can clap. It's okay. I'll tell you something funny. That second girl there, Margaret Mateka, um, when we were over there, when Margaret and I were over there, my, my Margaret is 5'2", um, maybe. And um, over there, she became friends with that, that Margaret right there, and they were calling my Margaret Tall Margaret. <laughs> so we had Tall Margaret and Small Margaret, and so what a treat for Margaret to be tall. Uh, that was awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, that is a fantastic ministry. And um, one, I, one more, and uh, it's Mission India. Mission India. So I love Mission India because it's not about me going to India and preaching for a week. And it's not about us sending a team of people over there to do work for three weeks. And those are both you know, great things to do. But in both of those cases, we go and we do our thing and then we come home and we leave the problems over there. And so instead, through Mission India, what we're doing is training and supporting and launching local Indian church planters. So they go door to door and share the gospel. They start children's Bible clubs, which is kind of like VBS, um, adult literacy classes and prayer groups, and then they plant churches and see the beauty of that is it's not us going over there and doing some amazing thing and then leaving the churches keep going and so those churches are over there now reaching and teaching and helping people in Jesus name and they're even launching other churches and incredible stuff is happening and continuing to happen and so we've been partnering with Mission India since 2015 and some people might ask here's a question I asked when we first started talking about doing this why are we going all the way to India right I mean, don't we have any poor, sick, broken, illiterate, unsaved people here? And you know what we do? And we're doing as much as we can to reach and teach and help those people. But I'm telling you, India is a dark place. 
Again, we're supposed to be the light, right? Uh, here's a great, a great quote from a guy named John Falconer. He says, if I have but one candle of life to burn, I'd rather burn it in a land filled with darkness than in a land flooded with light. That's good, huh? You know what, forget it. I'm the one that said that. <laughs> That's good. India is a dark place. Um, there are about 1.97 billion people on earth who have never even heard the name Jesus. 1.97 billion people have never heard of Jesus and 1.37 billion of those people live in India. So India is a dark place and reaching and teaching and helping them is a huge job. And CBCB is doing what we can. And so I'm gonna give you a couple of statistics about what's gone on with the church planters that we have trained and supported and launched in India. So far, we've trained and launched about, no, not about, 53 church planters. So that's good, 53 people on the ground planting churches. So get ready, if you wanna cheer about something, get ready, okay? Hold your hands like this, just be ready. CBCB has now launched church planters who have planted 101 churches. There's 101 churches. <laughs> From this church, 101 churches in India, right? And it wasn't a crusade that they did for a week. It's going on now, man. It's gonna keep going on. Those churches are still doing ministry every day. Um, each of these church planters in their first year is to reach 600 families, not people families with the gospel. That means door to door, sitting down on the ground or at a table or whatever with people and explaining the gospel to people that have never heard of Jesus before. So far, 30,709 families have been reached with the gospel. 30,000 people. These children's Bible clubs are like vacation Bible school, except for they're for kids that have never heard of the Bible or never heard of Jesus. And so far, 4,969 kids have been involved in children's Bible clubs in India through our folks. And 2,477 kids have accepted Christ in India. that first heard about Jesus through church planners that we sent. That's, that's, that's good. That's kids. 2,409 adults have accepted Christ in India through these church planners. So we have four new ones that are on the ground. Um, since all that information, we have four new church planners that are going out this year. And so far they've seen 127 people accept Jesus. So just over 5,000 people have had their lives changed and their eternities changed and will spend forever in relationship with Jesus because of what God has done in India through CBCB. Is that good news? <laughs> 5,000 people, 5,000 people, 5,000 people. That's, 5,000 people, that's, that's a lot. So the vision of CBCB is to reach people and teach people and help people in Jesus' name. And we're doing it again in person and online and through outreach. And we're doing it locally and we're doing it regionally and we're doing it globally. And by his grace and by his power, we are reaching, teaching and helping people in his name. 
and that's your update. But I have one more update. Um, oh, doing great on time. Um, we want to do all of this with great stewardship and fiscal responsibility. And so as you're giving in your tithe and offering and as you're serving at this church, you just need to know that we're, we're, we're being careful about how we go about the business of doing this stuff. So to that end, a couple of years ago, we started a program called our Mortgage Bash um, because we're kind of tired of spending money on interest that we could be sending to India. How's that? And so a lot of you have been giving extra, above the tithe, more than an offering so that we could pay um, pay off our church building loan. So when we started the church, we got two separate loans. That was the way we get the best interest rates or whatever. And we always, from the beginning, paid extra, just like you might on your house payment, right? Paid a little extra against principal all the time. And we've always done that. But the mortgage bash deal that we made a couple of years ago was if we pay a little extra and if we could pay one of them off early, then that frees up a whole house payment, right? We have two house payments every month. And that would free up a whole house payment. And then we would take that house payment that we were saving, and we would put half of that towards additional outreach, which we've been doing, and the other half of that towards the other uh, house payment, the other mortgage, and try to get that thing paid off. So the plan was that we might um, pay off the second one, the final thing um, early, like 2023. That's kind of been our goal. Um, but our leaders have been watching our spending very carefully, and God has been faithful, and you have been so faithful in your giving that a few weeks ago, our elders decided not to wait any longer, and we paid off our loan earlier than we thought. So we, so we saved about $60,000 in interest by doing that, and as of today, we are officially debt-free. So is that good news? So I was just thinking, I like celebrating stuff. How could we celebrate that? And you know, we just finished this series in Acts, and we start off by setting some people's hair on fire on the stage, and the building didn't burn down, and we didn't set off any alarms. So I thought it seemed fitting that we would end this series with another fire. <laughs> you guys good to go? So, I'm making this up as we go, people. <laughs> I have in my hand here a document from Bank of the West financing $2 million to build this church building. Should we burn it? Should we? I'm going to need some mood music. Matt, could you help us with some mood music, please? remember that song? Sinners, sinners, sinners. <laughs> that felt pretty good. Wouldn't it be funny if the day we paid off the building, we burned down the building? That'd be awesome. 
Uh, so if you've, uh, so listen, this is some business. So if you've been giving to the mortgage bash, um, thank you, that's, that's what we did. Um, if you wanna stop that additional giving to the mortgage bash, all you gotta do is go online, click on give online, and just do the same thing you did when you set up your giving, and just undo it. Um, if you wanna continue, that extra giving to our vision of CBCB. You don't have to do anything, just let it ride. All we're doing is changing the name of that account. It used to say Mortgage Bash and now it will say Vision. Um, and if you wanna start giving extra to the vision of CBCB, whether that's in person, um, we're gonna need a new building soon, um, whether that's increasing our presence online, um, which costs money, believe it or not, or if it's doing more outreach, we, there's just, there's so much to do there. If you would like to increase your giving or do something special like that towards a vision of CBCB, just go to mycbcb.com online, uh, click give, and set it up under the vision account. So a couple more things real quick, and I'll let you go. Number one, um, if you're visiting today, man, we're so thankful that you're here, and I'm so sorry that you came on such a weird week. Um, but I'd appreciate it if you'd let us know you were here. So if you are visiting, if you go to our Connection Center, they've got a little gift for you, and we just love to say thanks for coming to church. And I uh, hope you'll come back next week. And next week, the second thing is, I am super excited about a sermon series that we're gonna be starting next week. And I'm excited about it because it's all about big butts. So check it out real quick. Matt, you got that video? So if you have questions, or if you know someone who has questions that make it hard for them to believe in God, bring them to church next week, and we'll talk about it. Let's pray. Uh, Father, wow, what a day. How humbling it is for us, and how exciting it is for us to see what you're doing through us and Lord, we know that none of this stuff happens on, because of us. We know that you make it all happen. We just thank you for the way that you've called us and that you've used us and that you've worked through us to reach and teach and help people in Jesus' name here locally in this room and then also regionally and in the area and then also even on the other side of the planet, Lord. It's humbling to us to realize that you could have done 100% of this stuff without us. And for some reason, you've chosen to include us in your plan. So we just thank you for loving us. We thank you for trusting us. We thank you for empowering us to do what you've called us to do and to give us, for giving us the vision to become who you've called us to become. So Lord, we just wanna celebrate what you're doing in this church. We wanna celebrate what you're gonna do in the future. And Lord, we just ask you to give us even greater vision. Just call us higher and take us to do more than we could ever ask or imagine, and we thank you because we know that as you're calling us to this higher place and as you're increasing our vision and give us an even bigger vision, you will continue to do what you always do. You will continue to empower us by the power of your Holy Spirit, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. Don't forget the picnic next weekend. Have a great week.